kicking somebody down an escalator. That's a way to escalate the violence. <laughs> I think he de-escalated it. Uh, from the smallest room in New York City, I, I've been depressed. It comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Listen up. Three women from Texas attacked a hostess at an Upper West Side Italian restaurant after being asked to prove that they were vaccinated. Well, the tourist assaulted a 24-year-old worker at the neighborhood mainstay Carmine's about 5.30 p.m. 49-year-old Sally Rochelle Lewis of Houston and uh, 44-year-old Kalita Nakinji Rankin. Dr. Rankin? Allegedly a doctor, Seth Barron. Thanks for joining uh, me. Thanks, Pat. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I, I think we need to uh, back up a little bit and unpack some of your assumptions. Okay. Um, namely that they attacked her. Yeah, that's just the way it's written. No, uh, she attacked them. It seems to Get me. A, okay. Get your facts. Them. Yeah. Uh, Get it, your facts straight. Well, their lawyer calls it mutual combat. Yeah, mutual combat like... Combat is, you know, sort of like when knights would um, joust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the forty-nine-year-old and forty-four-year-old. Uh, the forty-nine-year-old is from Houston. The forty-four-year-old and twenty-one-year-old Tiani Cachet Rankin. Uh, both of they're both of Humble, Texas. They allegedly punched and struck the hostess multiple times and broke her necklace. Oh no, broke her fucking necklace. Uh, I don't know how injured she is, but her necklace is broken. They were all arrested on assault and criminal mischief charges. They got desk appearance tickets. Uh, the victim told police she suffered pain and bruising after being attacked by the suspects. Well, you know what? When the NYPD, if you're if you if you're a black person, mm-hmm. when the NYPD gives you a desk appearance ticket, uh-huh. that may as well be a death appearance ticket, because <laughs> that's what the NYPD do. Yeah, they do. They uh, they give you your death appearance ticket, and then you go away <laughs> <laughs> back to Texas, and that's probably the end of it. I would think. Uh, but uh, so they, they were arguing with the hostess over the existence uh, or, or legitimacy of the woman's COVID-19 documents. Now, there was two. There were three guys. It was actually there were, there were three women. And then they were seated. They were fine. They were they were all vaccinated. Apparently, th- Then two guys showed up. Three. One was vaccinated. The other two weren't. See, I thought there were three women and two guys. I have uh, three guys and uh, two of the guys were not vaccinated. Well, clearly, there's a lot of. Uh there's a lot of misinformation flowing around, so I think we have to miss operate. And dis. There's both miss and dis. Yeah, we have to operate on the assumption that um, that that there was racism. Yeah, I think so. I, I I think it's definitely a racist thing. They're excluding black people from this restaurant, and uh, in any context, that's wrong. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it doesn't matter if they have the uh, the vaccine or not. Uh, so it was. Uh, it says, it says, while it was originally reported that the scuffle broke out when the women could not show their proof of vaccination, or it wasn't adequate enough, which I think is pretty bad writing for the Post, that it wasn't adequate enough. Adequate enough, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Lawyers for both sides now say the issue is with the trio's male guest immunization status. So the three women were brought to a table, the new uh, the footage that's out now, newly surfaced surveillance footage, which means you know they gave it to the Times. Uh, the restaurant did. The three uh, the three men come to the restaurant to join the women who were seated, but only one of the men was able to provide proof of vaccination. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was a bit of a, a. I mean, like we have video of this. You know, you can get it at CrimeReport.nyc. It's uh, not really. Uh, it, well, yeah, it's pretty. You know, she the woman's freaking out. You know, she's like, oh my god, what the? F-? Who's that? The the the, the hostess? hostess? Yeah, she's unhappy about the uh, about the little. Struggle, skirmish. Well, supposedly um, they shoved her and she shoved them back. And that makes it mutual combat. Hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, combat, you know, I mean, it's a that's strong, strong, strong word. Strong, strong language. Yeah. yeah. Nobody even got their weave snatched or anything. Well, I mean. uh, Hawk Newsom, the local BLM chapter leader, is um, planning a protest outside Carmine's. The Hawk Newsom? Yeah, the very one. My goodness. You know what um, I liked is, okay, so they had a press conference the next day. The uh, ladies did. No, the um, oh, the Carmine's. restaurant owner did. Right. And it was the restaurant owner and Gail Brewer, who's the Manhattan Borough president. She was the Democratic nominee to take back her old council seat. And she's a leading candidate for um, becoming speaker of the council. Okay. So uh, now she's kind of a beloved Upper West Side fixture. She's been around for a long time. An old bag. Well, kind of. And she's sort of known for, I mean, she used to be sort of, consi- I mean, she's sort of, she, you know, Whatever. So be somewhat um more. I guess she's thought of as being more like a moderate voice. Okay. But lately she's gone like full woke. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so during the pro during the the uh, press conference, she said, you know, we've got to do everything to 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 stop this sort of thing. We need to we need to impose like increase the fines. Yes. Incre- increase the fines. Now, I mean, I I don't know what you think, but I always thought like assault. Like, if you really wanted to crack down on assault, mm-hmm. that you would go beyond fines. But right. in today's uh, in today's climate, you're not allowed to um, to promote jail for anything. So I guess you know she's like looking for uh, she she can't alienate her 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 friends to the left at this point. So interesting. Uh, they they uh, they had some there's some conflicting uh, sort of opinions on it. This is uh, I believe this guy is from Carmine's. Uh, he's, he seems to be representing the restaurant. It's just a ridiculous situation. Our employee, thankfully, is safe right now. She's extremely shook up. Two other people had minor issues. I'm sure other employees are going to have issues, and I don't know what the answer is. Carmine's owner Jeff Banks says he can't even believe he and Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer had to call a press conference to explain don't assault hospitality workers. We're trying to they're trying to keep us safe. We're trying to keep them safe and we have to find laws if that's what it takes to stop this insane way of approaching uh, people who are just doing their job. In this case, the three Texas women accused of attacking the hostess, identified as 49-year-old Sally Lewis, 44-year-old Kaita Rankin, and her 21-year-old daughter, Tayani Rankin, were given desk appearance tickets. Banks says maybe that's not enough to send a strong message. He says there's nothing wrong with the vaccine mandate or asking workers to enforce it. They have to enforce rules when they card people for alcohol. Don't change the mandate, change the consequences. Uh, I think that there's a pretty big difference between the uh, drinking age, uh, you know, showing ID for that and a vaccination status. I mean, it's not even in the same category. No, it's not. You can't decide whether or not you turn 21. That's true. Uh, Not really. Not yet. Unless you're like this kid who set fire to his apartment up in Harlem and jumped off the uh, roof. But uh, we'll be talking about that story in one moment. And uh, we'll also be talking about some jail stuff where the uh, uh, shit is out of control up in Rikers. Now, uh, but back to this story for now. I, I understand, like, uh, on the, in the New York Times, they've started referring to uh, this woman as Dr. Rankin. Yes, Dr. Rankin. Is she a doctor? Do we know? I mean, I, I don't imagine they would call her a doctor if she wasn't. She's a doctor. <laughs> I just think, when you, when you, there's, what is it about that What's word? What's your problem? When somebody is doctor somebody, 
it just it confers this whole different outlook on what just happened. Don't ask me. Yeah, the the New York Times they 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 had this like re, they revisited the story as though there was all this new information, uh, but it didn't really seem to. Uh, all it was was just well, the defense attorney says that that they were attacked and that they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um. So I don't know why they felt compelled to just you know publish this 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 defense of these people who were caught on film acting atrocious. I think it was funny because on Twitter. All these people, like initially when it, the story came out that it was these tourists from Texas, everybody on Twitter was like, oh, okay, so you came up here from Greg Abbott, you red stater bubbas came up here from Texas and you think that you can do whatever you want. Well, guess what? We care about safety here. Take your tobacco you, chewing you ass back tru- to the fucking red Trumpers. states. We don't want you here anyway. Oh, oops. So um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, uh, Texas is a big place. There's a, a lot of diversity in Texas. One of them says that she was called an ethnic slur. Oh yeah, uh, right, right, right. There we was a slur we involved. We didn't get to the slur. Well, that's the whole defense: is that that the waitress or the hostess um, slurred them. Yes, <laughs> she slurred. And that's them. what caused the whole problem. Do not slur them. They get really mad when you slur them. But I think it seems a little unlikely that a restaurant hostess on the Upper West Side uh, yes. would, um, would slur these three women. It seems unlikely. It d- I didn't see any evidence of it in the video, but um, also spoke condescendingly to them. And uh, the hostess began spouting out derogatory comments and speaking with two of the women. They claim that the N-word is being spewed out. Mr. I mean, Moore said in an interview, I, I just I think that I think that she's a I think that that restaurant is racist and I think that vaccine passports are racist. They're racist. Why are vaccine passports racist? Because clearly when they are aware that many, many people in the in the African-American community, the black community mm. are not vaccinated and say, oh, this is a convenient way to keep them from eating in our establishment. See, here's the thing. I've heard other conservatives make this argument kind of tongue. It's tongue in cheek, like, oh, disparate impact. You're going to. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Don't go down this road. We don't need to go around making their arguments for them, thinking it's cute because they don't care. They don't believe their own arguments anyway. Right. So to have us making their arguments for them that they're not going to accept doesn't show that they're. Um, cynical. They already know they're cynical. They know that they, that they don't really care about disparate impact. Except, they don't all know, except it. when it like affects. They only use they use it as a wedge or a cudgel or a lever against their enemies. A set of pliers. Yeah, they don't care about like if there's actual. Di- I mean, look, if they were really that worried about disparate impact, then they would be getting upset about like all these uh, shootings in Chicago. Obviously, they don't care about it. Yeah. So it's I'm not up to us that. to pretend that we care. <laughs> leave or, to, that. Or, or to pretend that there's any connection between the yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, just leave it. I this, think this is their argument. Let I'm them just trying to say, thing. hey, look, uh, you know, I, I know this guy is just trying to run a business up there or whatever. But anybody who has to enforce these these mandates, you know, like it's like the pressure comes from above, yeah. right? It has to come from below, too, I think. Well, here's the thing. And this is what I, I see as... Uh, this is where I see continuity in this this new uh, 
requirement with the rest of the de Blasio progressive agenda, mm-hmm. which is a lot of it is based on forcing the private sector to do things. Right. And then the politicians take credit for having further justice. Okay. So, for instance, they expanded paid sick leave throughout. So all employers of five or more employees had to establish like five days of paid sick leave. And they had to account for every hour and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and then de Blasio was like, we did this. We achieved, we gave this to, now, okay, paid sick leave isn't a big deal if you're a major company. You've got a lot, like hundreds of employees. You just kind of like have people who process all that information anyway. But if you if you run a very small business, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have paid sick leave, mm-hmm. but it's something, well, it's a new burden for the business to take on. Similarly, yeah. like, there was a big effort to unionize the car washes. And they couldn't really get any, um, they couldn't get any traction with it. Right. Because it's hard to do. It's hard to do organizing. Yeah. So the new way that the unions have of organizing shops is just to have the city mandate it. So they passed these new laws saying that if you don't have a union, you have to buy a bond, like a million-dollar bond. Uh-huh. Like this type of thing. Yeah, so, they just force it. <laughs> yeah, so you see a lot of this. Okay. Um, so I see this as like, okay, well, de Blasio wants to get more people to vac- vaccinate. All right, well, let's, um, let's force 23-year-old restaurant hostesses to uh, demand the paper, the health records of everybody who comes into the restaurant. That'll to s- work. To scrutinize them, determine whether or not they're real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, at, uh, at threat of being fined. At the threat of being fined. Yeah, it, it, they're protecting public health. That's what Gail Brewer says. You know, that we're all, We want to protect them because they're protecting us. But, uh, you know, they have these, they have now deputized, I guess, some thousands of people who go around as inspectors mm. to find out if the place is, you know, asking for vaccination. And they're all, not only are they looking at that, they're looking at uh, what what's the sneeze etiquette here? You know, if someone sneezes wrong, they can they can write out these fines. Is that true? Yes. What do you is. mean? If like a customer sneezes? No, wrong? an employee. Oh my god! If an employee sneezes wrong, then uh, that that could be an issue. Uh, so, what the hell? And, and and these people are not like they're from various agencies. You know, the parks department and stuff like that. And they, uh, yeah, and and I even heard this is anecdotal, but uh, Bobby uh, Tambura, Bobby Burrow. Up at the uh, compound media, he says that, uh, right, you know, a comedy club had a couple guys come in pretending to be comedians who were actually, you know, these deputized, like, you know, spies, COVID spies, who were trying to find out if they were getting, if they were making sure their comedians were vaccinated. Guys posing as comedians, which doesn't make any sense. Well, the thing is, there's an old trick with that: is you, um, you make them take their dicks out. <laughs> Here's my vaccination and passport. And you make them, um, you 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 give them like a uh, a line of meth. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah. When they take their dicks out, you go, "Hey, the joke was in your pants." Turns <laughs> out. Okay, guys, go ahead. <laughs> go on stage and be funny. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, they can't send anybody to jail anymore because jail is too fucked up. Rikers is so uh, somehow overcrowded uh, coming up on the uh, 
I, on the closure. I guess maybe they're closing it down one little bit at a time or something. They, they've reduced capacity. I mean, that's the funny thing is right now there's about 5,000 people there. But, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, there were, like, 15,000 people there. Yeah. So why it, is it overcrowded? So or? why, yeah, with five, with a third uh, as many people. Department of Corrections brass haven't been able to implement the reforms at Rikers Island because no... Uh, but well, really, basically, because inmates are too violent, and there's not enough space to house them safely with the jail complex's looming closure. The Department of uh, Corrections Com- uh, Commissioner Vincent Chiraldi, Chiraldi wrote five uh, variance request letters last week asking City Board of Corrections for temporary reprieve from changes meant to uh, make the notorious lockup friendlier to inmates. Oh. So they're just too violent. They can't, uh, the, you know. The, uh, there's another. There's a letter entitled "Separation Status Housing." These new units have replaced the uh, recently banned solitary confinement, uh, and are necessary to deter inmates from hiding contraband. Although it is usual, utilized sparingly, separation status is vital to the department's effort to remove contraband from circulation in the facilities. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it's really messed up. And now these really violent, you know, uh, criminals are going to be out in all the boroughs, scattered out. Which I don't even. I didn't have these jails even been built. No, 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 not not for years. So why are they talking about closing Rikers when they got no place to put these fucking well, people? Well, the idea is they're going to close Rikers. They're not going to close it until they build the new jails. But now that things are you know supposedly really bad there, you have all these like hard left politicians, and especially they're exploiting the the fact that we have this new governor who wants to you know appease them. And there's a perception of weakness, and de Blasio is leaving. So all these hardcore lefties are, like, demanding, no, 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 we have to close Rikers now. Close it now. Uh, These are prison abolitionists. They want want total decarceration. They don't really care about – I mean, they don't want the new jails to be built. They've been opposed to that all along. They they just want Rikers to close and everybody to be free. Yes, they think that there's, like, other ways to do it. There's, like, commute – there's – you know, restorative justice, there's community supervision, there's all kinds of different ways uh, short of actually putting people in cages. Babies and adults <laughs> in cages. Yeah. So, uh, look, obviously the problem at Rikers is that they got rid of punitive segregation. So you've got people running around. I mean, some guy stole a bus and smashed it up or something. I mean, things are going... Oh, yeah, I saw are, that. There it is right here. Going a little nuts on there. Yeah, I think this is it. Uh, a beleaguered Rikers Island staffers accidentally sprang an inmate. Oh, no, this is a different one. Uh, I did Not the stolen bus one, but uh, they sprang an inmate less than one day after he began a 20-month sentence for burglarizing three businesses. So people are sentenced to Rikers, I guess. I guess it just has to be what? Less than a year. Well, it's 20 months, so... Uh, in an embarrassing snafu, Jason Dowell, 35, walked out of Rikers Island on September 11th at 1.30 p.m., one day after he was hit with two consecutive 10-month sentences. For, okay, that's it. For breaking uh, into filled cake and confections. He broke into filled cake and confections, legacy African market, and the high-end eatery, the Richmond, on Staten Island. So, yeah, the error wasn't reported until September 13th, more than 48 hours after the lapse. Uh, small-time crook's freedom was short-lived. He was back in cuffs. Authorities picked him up and said, if I got a reprieve like that, I just fucking bolt. You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of town. Yeah. They're not going to look for you too far over some burglaries. I mean, no. you know, they might have a warrant. I uh, think if you escape, they would. Um, but they just let him out. 
Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. they just like go ahead. Oh, you're done. One day he's like, they're like, all right, you're due to get out. <laughs> and, and where did he go? There. To his mother's house. Probably <laughs> his girlfriend's place. I mean, that's usually what happens. I think they set up a honeypot trap with his mother. Mm. <laughs> or, or they they sent out a thing saying filled cakes and confections is having a bogo sale. A bogo sale. Yeah, buy one get one. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, filled cake and confections. Now here we go. In Times Square, hundreds of anti-vaxxers flooded into the uh, well, that fucking the crossroads of America. There it was Saturday. The event included a pole dancer, a person who held a sign comparing the inoculation effort to the Nazis' mass murder of Jews. Mm. How did the Nazis do it? Said the sign. They said the Jews were diseased. They did do that. I don't know if they're going to end up loading up unvaccinated people onto trains and stuff, but I can see us all sitting around outdoors, you know, with masks if we're trying to eat at a restaurant or something. It's definitely second-class citizenship. I'm glad somebody's doing this. I was starting to think it was never going to happen. I just wish I would have gotten some word on it so I could go down there and speak to some of these guys. You know what I mean? It says, government protect my rights, I protect my health. That's one of the signs. That seems like a very... uh, Seems like these these seem like reasonable sentiments to me. I don't think that uh, I I have a hard time seeing why anybody would be for a law. Even if you think people should get vaccinated, you know, but being being for mandates is a different deal. Our patience is wearing thin. <laughs> get the vaccine. <laughs> All right. A teenager suffering from mental illness jumped to his death Saturday from the top of a Manhattan apartment building. He had apparently set on fire. 18-year-old Jamel Martinez started a fire in his 10th-floor apartment at Nietzsche's East River Houses on East 105th, around 440, before jumping off the roof to his death. Mm. The fire was knocked down by FDNY. The teenager had just been released from Bellevue Hospital about a month ago after battling depression, said the father, James White. The father said he pleaded with the hospital to not release his son, who he said had, quote, changed over the past couple of years. He said the pressures of graduating from high school had weighed heavily on his son. You know, I mean, the past couple of years, there's other shit that might have been depressing the son, you know? Right. They don't like to talk about that, but the suicides like are way up. Like injustice? Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> like George Floyd <laughs> uh, and uh, Blake up in whatever. This is my son who did this. My son pacing back and forth. He wasn't supposed to leave Bellevue Hospital. I told Bellevue Hospital not to release him, take him to a program where he'd get his mind right. He went through something where his mind just relapsed. He says he ran away from home. He was on the news already for a missing child. He needed help. People do not take this mental thing seriously. Um, well, you know, I guess he didn't call Thrive. Yeah. NYC Thrive. Didn't yeah. he? Why didn't you memorize the number? The mayor says it all the time. NY- 1-800-NYC-WELL or 888-NYC-WELL. They, they would have taken care of it. Yeah. He could have talked to a peer counselor. He could have learned to recognize the signs of depression. He could have... <laughs> yeah. He would have been referred to a helpful website. Yes. There's all kinds of great things they would have done. My daughter called me and said the house is burning up, and it's on Citizen App, and that she thinks Jamel jumped off the roof, and he might be dead. Oh, Jesus. That I actually, feel terrible. Th- this doesn't even sound like... I mean, I guess it is a crime, because you're not allowed to light things on fire, but this is just kind of, like, sad. Suicide is also illegal. Well, that's Attempted true. suicide is illegal. The... the uh, in fact, the penalty for attempted suicide is death. No, it's not death. It's, and, it's and, keeping you alive. And the penalty for <laughs> the penalty for successful suicide, 
Life imprisonment. Aha. Smart. Yeah. So a 12-year-old uh, boy heard a loud banging when he saw Martinez land. He landed on a car. <laughs> you know. Uh, it does not say what type of car. Who's going to pay for that? <laughs> Should chip in. I, I'm sure there'll be a GoFundMe for the car. Uh, White believes his son's mental health issues may have been worsened by exposure to drugs on the street and the street. Mm-hmm. For decline and introduction to drugs, White says he was always into computers and technology. He was a good kid. A nice That's weird because kid. marijuana typically um, enhances people's ability to work with technology and just to like live in society and thrive. Yeah, I think the Thrive program should just like be prescribing weed for everybody, man. So I mean, that's more or less what, 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 I mean, that's the message, I I think. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... I mean, if you legalize drugs, aren't you sort of saying, like... Hey, hey, it's okay. I think so. Smoke weed responsibly. Right. Yeah, that's how they say. Now, I want to say one more uh, thing about the... Uh, about, I have to say, uh, as you said, there will be a, a Black Lives Matter protest, Uh but uh, I want to I want to mention that uh, this this other thing that was said because it dovetails nicely. Um, but he says the idea that that anyone would become violent as an employee performs this necessary function is anathema to New York, the hospitality industry, and New Yorkers in general. Uh, I like it when they say stuff like that as though it doesn't happen every day. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you don't assault people for following the law. Jeffrey Banks says. You travel to different states. Different states have different rules and regulations. All our employees are just are just doing that. But uh, you know what else you don't do? You don't walk up and rob people who are eating at a restaurant. And that happened on the Upper East Side at a Chinese place up on 70th and Madison. Uh, maybe you heard about this. I did. A guy had a, you did. A guy had a Rolex on. And these three guys get out of a car. They're armed. They just start trying to get the Rolex off the 31-year-old guy. They do. And then uh, they try to they go after this other guy. He's like 28. He fights him, and he ends up getting shot. Uh, the only uh, the gun can only discharge once, and this is part of a pattern because uh, a shell got caught in the uh, whatever you call it, the chamber. You know, it's mm. a snapback. It the was, up the upper receiver. That happens a lot with cheap shitty guns. Right. That's why uh, if I ever get a gun, I want to get a revolver. You got to get a revolver. Apparently, they they never jam. It's no, yeah, and and that shit can't happen. You know, it, there's no way that that the shell is going to somehow interfere with the next shot being fired. I guess the one problem is that you you can't fire like you can't like have 15 bullets at your um, disposal. Yeah, if you need 15 bullets, it sounds like what you really need is some target practice. <laughs> Let's not forget Bernard Getz. <laughs> but what is it that the Muslims say after a blessed be his holy name or some shit like that? I love Bernard Getz. I wish I could meet him. I'd love to have him on the show. He lives right near here. Doesn't he live down in uh like in Stuyvesant Town? Stuyvesant Town, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you could get him on the show. Feeds the squirrels. Just let him talk about let him put in a few words about spaying and neutering your pets. Yes. And uh <laughs> and be kind to the squirrels. And uh, make sure you arm yourself. I wonder if he's armed now. Probably not. I mean, he'd gotten, he did go to jail for um, carrying an, a weapon illegally. That is true. He did already do that. So, hey, you meant, you, when you were talking before, I meant to mention that, uh, you know, you, you were talking about de Blasio's, uh, you know, the way that they've dealt with various things by just saying hey, through big business. Well, you were the man to know that you literally wrote the book on it. 
Last Days of New York. Uh, and how does, how does it feel to be like an author of such a? I mean, it's very successful, a lot of buzz. Yeah, Ray Kelly's a fan of the book. I'm a big fan of Ray Kelly. Yeah, uh, I, I believe Ed Mullins is a fan of the book. Everybody loves the book. Everybody loves the book. Bernard Carrick loves the book. I have like so many. Um, Bernard Getz loves the book. Bernard Getz. I, I haven't spoken <laughs> to Bernard Getz yet about it, but um, no. Uh, so you have two former three. former NYPD police chiefs. Three? Yeah, two or three. Oh. Two, yeah, two. two. Wait, is there? A th- I thought maybe I had a third. No, you're right. Just two. Um, two I'm sure former. Bratton, NY- I'm sure Bratton would love it. Bratton would like it if I got in touch with him. Um, yeah, no, it's very, um, it's very popular. Uh, I have a, I have city city councilmen who like it. Republican city councilmen. I have uh, Tucker Carlson liked it. Brian Kilmeade liked it. Mm-hmm. Anything from City Hall? No, <laughs> nothing from City Hall yet. It's too bad. But that it, would be satisfying. But it is a um, it is a beloved tome, mm-hmm. um, yeah, as it well should be, and available on Amazon. You could link to it at crimereport.nyc. Last days in New York, you know, read it. Don't be the last one to read it for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> Somebody will be though, right? True. Now uh, this, uh, they think it's a, a pattern here with these robberies up on the. Uh, with this thing, like there's these panic diners, a trendy uh, Upper East Side restaurant, Felipe Chow. People eating outside, so uh, th- apparently these armed thieves, uh, you know, got got out of the car. They walked over, and they uh, it's like at East 60th Street, Madison Avenue, like I said, around 10, 10 p.m. They just walk up and take the watch off the guy, and then when they uh, they go after this other guy named uh, Melchior Cook, who's twenty eight, he tried fighting them off. Uh, so they're fighting. There's a struggle. There's a gunfire. There's gunfire. Uh, everybody just is. It's pandemonium. There's glass breaking, and uh, you know this guy ends up injured, staggering down the street, uh, and uh, you know they're wrapping shit around. And one guy, it ruined his five hundred dollar coat, five hundred dollar jacket ruined with blood. Jeez. This guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the same guys, but I guess there's been a bunch of these. Like they, they decide to steal people's watches. Yeah. The Rolex, and they don't even go fuck them someplace first either. You know what I mean? I know. Because a lot they, of these strippers would do that. Yeah. You know, they like over at uh, what's that name? What's the name of that place? Uh, Sapphire. Aha. Uh-huh. I used to walk by that place all the time. Strippers are out there smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Where is that place? It's on like 60th Street near First Avenue. Okay. And it's right by the bridge. Yeah. Very fucking scenic. Yeah. You got the strippers here to my left, and I got the bridge to my right, right. Going, going over to Queens. Coming up on danger fields, which don't exist no more. Here's a quote uh, from uh, a Democratic mayoral nom- uh, nominee. This is Eric Adams. He dined at the restaurant Thursday night and condemned the violence. This is not a restaurant where crime problems are happening. But for someone to come by and attempt a robbery while you sit down and enjoy a meal is just unacceptable. <laughs> He's right. He's really walking on firm ground there, you know. That is a... That is a statement of truth. <laughs> yes, it is. It's unacceptable robbing people while they sit down to enjoy a meal. Eric Adams is a fucking boob, I'm afraid. Well, he's saying some of the right things. Some but, of the right things. But the question is, what is going to happen? Yeah, I think literally nothing. Well, that's uh, you know that's the nature of New York City politics, though, isn't it? You know, it's all time. Pretty it's much. all hot air. And, Largely. Uh, Largely hot air. Except when it comes to Mayor de Blasio. Do you know he had some very strong words to say this week about Vladimir Putin? Oh, 
Why? Putin. What's Putin done? Oh, because I, somebody asked, uh, apparently the UN is meeting and someone said, oh, the Russian delegation is mad about the vaccine mandates or some aspect of it. And de Blasio got very like, you know, he really puffed himself up and was like, well, let me just say, if Putin's for something, I'm against it. And he's done enough damage trying to interfere with our elections and so forth, you know, just kind of like crowing about this and that, blustering. Oh, God. Like like anybody cares. You know what I mean? Anybody. How could anybody care? Could anybody care? No. I don't think Vladimir Putin cares. He, he, no. I, I think I love to, I would lo- <laughs> love to see. I've watched interviews with Vladimir Putin recently, and he's really, I'm sorry, by far more reasonable than anybody we have in our federal government right now. I know we're supposed to, oh, my God, Russia and everything. But, Listen, I mean, like, he any, seems pretty fucking any reasonable. Any foreign leader who opens his mouth and talks about defending his own country or his own people mm-hmm. just sounds completely bizarre because none of our leaders will talk that way. That's true. Not lately. Not lately. No. All right. Well, it, they got an arrest in this uh, case where a guy had uh, killed his girlfriend when she was pregnant. It says uh, it's a bust and slay of pregnant ex. The man who allegedly fatally shot his pregnant girlfriend shortly after her baby shower in Harlem busted early Thursday. 40-year-old Justin Soriano picked up at a Bronx home by NYPD warrant squad. Warrant squad are some pretty interesting guys. You know, they're hunting. They're actually hunting. They have to, like, you know, hunt and, and, and go find these people. Well, you know what the greatest prey is. Man, <laughs> why must man shoot the pregnant ex of man? Picked up at a Bronx home by the Warren squad uh, in connection with the slaying uh, of Shanice Young, 31, at West 128th Street and Frederick Douglass Boulevard, 1 a.m. Sunday. He was taken to Harlem's 32nd precinct, charges of pending, according to law enforcement sources. I mean, like, if there's anybody, it was his ex, his pregnant ex girlfriend, and was she pregnant with his baby? Either way, you can see a rationale for that. If it's somebody else's kid, you're like, what the fuck? We just broke up, you shooter. And if it's your kid, you're like, what the fuck? I ain't paying for that. Mm. What's interesting is until recently, um, if you killed a pregnant woman in New York, well, you could get um, charged with two homicides. Oh, really? Yeah, but they changed the law. To make it consistent with uh, with protecting a woman's health. That's right. So if you kill a woman, even if she's like, say, two weeks before she's going to give birth, you kill, say, you, say you shoot a woman and it injures her and kills the, the, the baby, mm-hmm. there's no murder charge. Uh, really? Nope. There's, a, there's an assault charge. There's an attempted murder charge for whatever you did to the woman. But you cannot, according to New York State law now, you cannot harm, like, whatever's inside the woman, the baby... There's no legal mechanism to to. Uh, it's like filing murder charges because you because you like killed her large intestine or something. Sort or because of, you, yeah, right. There's an assault. You mm-hmm. assaulted her. Right. It's just part of her body. It's just part of her body. Well, you know, I mean, I guess if I, you know, for this guy, I guess that's kind of a lucky break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except he killed. She's dead too, right? She's dead. He killed her. Uh, why do people keep saying New York City is back? Why do people? You see that everyone? New York City's back. Oh. It's not back. <laughs> It'll never be back. 
It feels yeah. so different. I feel like the um, you know, the 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 newspaper, the media, the newspapers, the restaurant industry, Broadway, uh, Broadway. Everybody has you know a big investment in saying that it's back. So you know, yeah, that's why they keep saying it. Hey, you know what else is back? The Jets are back. <laughs> the Jets are never gonna come back. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, by the way, BLM is protesting this restaurant uh, where black women were denied service due to lack of vaccine proof. So, so isn't that exciting? This is in the post-millennial. I want to see how they write this up. This will be I, interesting. I'm dying to see it. In the post-millennial. Okay, so. Uh, well, the post-millennial is like. I, I, yeah. It's, they're pretty right wing. Oh, are they really? Three Texas women who were filmed allegedly attacking a Carmine's restaurant hostess after she asked for their vaccination proof are now saying they were racially profiled and called the N-word during the incident. So they're doing what I was doing, just trying to like uh, go, go with this N-word uh, narrative. How is it that the Times can find 2,000 words to write about everything? I swear to Christ, their coverage is so well, fucking... Well, the whole thing is you have to read a Times article backwards to find out what's... It's all, it's all upside down. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, yeah, regular pyramid as opposed to inverted. Right. I suppose so. Did, did you learn like five W's or something like that when you, when you went to... Uh, you went to school for journalism, right? No. I see. They say who, what, where, when, and why. I mean, I learned about that in like, you know, when we did like a unit on journalism in... Sixth grade or whatever, sure. Oh, for you, it's sixth grade. Seventh grade, I don't know, whenever we yeah, did I'm it. saying, I mentioned that to news whore Mandy Statmiller. She didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Really? She never heard of who, what, where, when, and why. Come on. Like, <laughs> she didn't know what the fuck I was talking I swear to God. Five years later, what a difference it makes. But that's what she said. But this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, what the, the Times articles I really hate are the ones that start with some like really some personal detail, the name of some kid. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, yeah. They're a little full of it. Yeah, they're very pompous and pretentious. And now there's there's one other story here that was very funny to me because uh, it was it seems a woman was on an escalator and the guy bumped into her uh, as he was you know brushing past her or whatever. She said something to him. Probably a racial slur. Possibly. It would have been appropriate uh, because the guy kicked her right in the chest and she tumbled down the escalator. Yeah, I and, saw the uh, video. Yeah, and that, and that video also uh, up at crimereport.nyc. So uh, if you want to see these videos, go there. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably link to a couple of these stories, too. But how about that? I mean, the guy's under arrest now. Uh, I like when people... My favorite thing is when apologists for this kind of thing... Here's what they, I've noticed. This is what they say on Twitter. They're like... Oh my God, this is horrible. How could someone do something like that to someone else? I wonder what she did to him to make him do that. Yeah. Well, the implication being like, well, obviously no one would do that unless someone did something to them. First. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. He, he had to be provoked sufficiently because that's really bad. Right. So I get, I think they had exchanged words on the subway earlier. Oh, on the subway earlier. Or down below, like maybe they had bumped into each other. Something had happened, and so then they were having a an ongoing argument, you know, over the course of like 90 seconds or whatever. <laughs> an escal Kicking somebody down an escalator. That's a way to escalate the violence. <laughs> I think he de-escalated it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very dangerous. I mean, if you come to the bottom of that and this sucks you up, I mean, I guess it's more likely to happen at the top. Those things are meat grinders, man. I mean, yeah. they are fucking... Have you seen those videos out of China where the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody falls down in there and it's just... Where the <gasps> thing, like, where the where it collapses or whatever at the top. 
mm-hmm. yeah. low main comes out the other end. Did you ever get your um? This is kind of bringing up some traumatic stuff for me because I I one time uh got my sneaker. I was wearing my sneakers and the um they were untied and the string got caught in the bottom of the escalator. Oh dear. That was scary. I bet it was. I was like maybe five or six. Shit. What happened? Did, just somebody, did you lose a leg or anything? Or? No, no, no. Just sort of my one of my parents or somebody pulled. Just pulled. Your shoe came off? Maybe my shoe came off or whatever. They just pulled it out. I, think I didn't mean to bring that up. I'll, I'll, we'll do a tr- <laughs> trigger warning on this story. <laughs> yes, please. Tonight making an arrest in a violent attack at a Brooklyn subway station. Video shows a man kick a woman in the chest, knocking her down an escalator. It happened at the Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center station on September 9th. 32-year-old Bradley Hill of Brooklyn is charged with assault and attempted assault. Police say the 32-year-old victim had gotten into an argument with the suspect before he lashed out at her. She suffered cuts and bruises but was not seriously hurt. Well, he, he brushes past her as he's walking up. You know, but It's funny how the, he's charged with assault. Not only did he assault her, he tried to assault her. Yeah. So he's charged with attempted assault as well. Which, is he really? That's what she said, assault and attempted assault. Oh, okay. I always wonder about that, but whatever. I know attempted assault is something that they charge when they don't have a a complainant. Oh, right. That's what they did to the Proud Boys up in uh, at the, the Republican <sighs> Club. They, they got put away for four years. I think we need another trigger warning. <laughs> Sorry, I mentioned that w- those people. But they... Uh, what was it? They, yeah, four years for a, for trying, attempting mm-hmm. to assault Antifa. Conspiracy to riot. Conspiracy to riot. Was conspiracy to invade the Capitol. <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> they conspiracy, way ahead. conspiracy to have an insurrection. I hope everybody enjoyed, uh, speaking of the January 6th, uh, the, the episode with Dan Christman. He said a lot of things I don't agree with, but I thought it was a nice change of pace. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's basically somebody who just says things I, I, I'm, that don't make any sense, but mm. but then occasionally he seems to know a couple of things. It, it's odd. I'll have to catch that one. <laughs> it's the back half of the episode that you're on too. Oh, yeah. Okay. So people can I'll uh, listen to the rest of it. Yeah, hear that one. It was uh, uh, well, you know, it was uh, Seth Baron and uh, and uh, Dan Kreisman. Love, it's a double just, episode. I just, lo- I just love to hear my name spoken. Seth, Seth Baron. Baron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seth Barron's book is, of course, Last mm. Days of New York. And if you don't have it yet, mm. what it. the fuck's wrong with you? Do you say Tucker Carlson likes the book? That's he awesome. does. He 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 did not blurb the book per se. Uh huh. But I was on his show talking about it, and he has. Um, Man, he, will you go to? What? You, there's no length you, you won't go to. You'll be on a show of a white nationalist, fucking. Yeah, white man. supremacist to promote your yeah, book is disgusting. Yeah, bro. It's all. How <laughs> many books do you think you sold from that? Is that how do you sleep at night? I sold like six books from that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Seth. Oh, absolutely. Pat. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report. An arrest in a violent attack at a violent Brooklyn subway station. Video shows a man kick a woman in the hurt. Seriously, her chest hurt. Kick a woman in the chest. It happened.
happening on cuts and bruises avenue in a violent brooklyn center station on an escalator it happened at the subway station video shows old bradley kill a woman in the chest kill a kick a woman brooklyn attempt an assault on chest Police say the nut's not serious, but it hurt. The suspect is charged with assault and, and it hurt. Before he lashed out at the 32-year-old victim and the 32-year-old victim had gotten into an argument with the suspect and the suspect had suffered and he lashed out or she suffered she hurt.